This is Entrepreneurs Get Visible, the podcast for people who want more impact, influence, and income. I'm Anna Parker-Naples, and I'll be sharing with you proven methods from leading entrepreneurs that help you get visible as an authority in your field. Because anything's possible when you get visible. Good morning, everybody, or afternoon, if you're listening in the afternoon. You can tell I'm doing a morning recording from that sentence. We're today looking at something I think is fundamental to business owners, and that is getting to the root cause of the chaos that is in your business. Because let's be honest, doesn't matter how shiny we might try and look on social media, there's usually a bit of a shit show going behind. And that might mean this episode now needs to be explicit. So I'm joined today by Jenny Field, who we're currently in a mastermind together. And I wanted to bring her on to share some of her wisdom around this, around how you acknowledge, identify and get to the core of what's going on in that behind the scenes stuff that is holding you back in your business so that you can propel yourself forward. So you can get to a point whether you know whether you're able to sell your business or prepare to sell it, whether you're looking to grow or whether you're looking to scale. So hello, Jenny, and welcome to today's show. Hello, Anna. Thank you for having me. So I always love my guests to do their own introduction. As I said, I'm not a fan of the long, boring, formal, uh, (laughs) read out introduction. So tell my listeners a a little bit about you and and why why you are the person to be talking about the chaos in your (laughs) business. (laughs) <laughs> I'll do my I'll do my best to cover the second part. So I'm Jenny Field. I've worked in communications for around 20 years. I now run a consultancy called Redefining Communications, which I set up around five years ago to help people understand the power of communication, really. My whole reason for being is because I believe if everyone understood how to communicate effectively, work and organizations would be very different. So that's kind of the core thing for me. And we focus on helping organizations and leaders go from chaos to calm. Uh, And we do that in lots of different ways, talking about sort of diagnosing the root cause and running workshops and different things like that. And Outside of that, I've published a book, which is called Influential Internal Communication, which takes you through my model to go from chaos to calm and some of the foundations around understanding people and understanding organizations to do that. So, yes, I have a very strong need to serve the world, which, you know, when people go, what's your purpose? I'm like to change the world, which is is bold and ambitious. But it's um, I really do believe work can be a very different place if people can communicate better. So for you then, I know that you have a a background in PR. Is that really what communication is or is that just one piece of the pie? So I think PR and communications is always tricky. And you're right, I do have a background. I have a background in media relations and corporate communications. And I've been heavily involved with the Chartered Institute of PR as their president and board director. And they define PR as kind of serving your publics. So it's making sure information is being shared with your publics, not the general public. And sometimes we get muddled and PR becomes media relations or it becomes um, publicity. And actually PR is just a big umbrella for internal communications, media relations, corporate communications, public affairs, and all the different buckets where you need to talk to different people about your organization, people that have an interest in whatever you're doing. So It's quite broad. So I always try and avoid talking about PR as a whole um, because it depends what 
you need to focus on for your organization. You know, some people will focus heavily on public affairs, some will be focused more on media, and some will be focused more on internal communication. So often a bit different. Tell me then what for you chaos in a business looks like. So we talk about chaos and we talk about toxic chaos and kind of the difference there. So every organization will have chaos because organizations are complex. And I always say that organizations are people and people are complex. So chaos will always exist to some degree, but you can bring balance. Where we get into toxic chaos or chaos that's causing issues is where you've got symptoms in the organization where people are off on stress, people are off on sick leave, meetings are happening, but nothing's actually moving forwards. You might have people focused on the financial side of the business to the detriment of of people. There's lots of different things. And there's there's good examples of probably larger organizations where you can see how chaos has had an outcome that maybe could have been avoided. So we talk about Carillion, we talk, we haven't talked about P&O, but we possibly could, about how chaos can lead to things really falling apart. And, And if you leave chaos unchecked and if you just ignore it or you're not looking at it, then it's usually around two years before things will really fall apart. Just to really lighten the mood. <laughs> You've got <laughs> yes. two years of chaos before you're doomed. <laughs> One of the things that strikes me about your work is that you're working with a real breadth and depth of businesses. So you work with small companies, small businesses mm-hmm. that you maybe have a handful or five or six or seven people, right up to corporations that have you know, tens of thousands of individuals. Do you think the problems are the same? Yes. And I say that because it doesn't really matter what the size of the organisation is. There's more complexity, that's true. But in my experience, if you're a small business and you don't have good communication skills, you're going to have the same issues as a large organisation that doesn't have good communication skills. It doesn't matter whether there's seven of you or 7,000 of you. If you don't have the skills to communicate with people or understand relationships at work and and what you need to do to thrive, then eventually things will become unstuck. So, yes, size doesn't matter is what I always say. So as an early stage entrepreneur, then that maybe you've got your first two, three, four hires and maybe they're freelancers. Uh, and mm-hmm. particularly in the online space, we're seeing more and more people have VAs that might be on different timelines what are the issues you see in in internal communications with people who are working in your team? So the issues, I mean, time zones is always a tricky one because if you've got people working in different places, that always makes it slightly more challenging to get the whole team together, whatever it might be. I think the biggest challenge is balancing time, spending spending time on your business and time in your business, which is always that challenge when you're looking after a team. So it's been quite clear with people what your availability is and what you're going to do and when you're going to do it by. And that's often the bit that falls down, especially in smaller businesses, where we have the best of intentions of saying, yeah, I'll get that. I'll do that. I'm on the case. I've got it. I'll get it done. And you don't because something else comes in and your focus goes over there. And and the more of those situations we're in, the less trust we've got in our team and the less credibility we've got. And in some degrees, the less integrity we've got. And that's really loaded for people. When you start questioning people's integrity, that's never a pleasant conversation. But that's where the issues come in, where you're kind of being tasked with doing things and you're overwhelmed. You've got so much to do that your ability to focus on the things you need to do for your team or letting them know what you're doing 
is where the issues come in. And all of that links to trust and, and relationships at work. So how do you identify this? How do you identify this has become a problem? So if you've got a small team, what you'll start to see is people either leaving or being slightly more disengaged. You'll see people being very frustrated. So if you've got customers or clients, you'll see that starting to manifest itself with them. So you'll see behaviors that might not be what you want. Um, You might also see that there's just this kind of disconnect between what you want to achieve and what the people are doing. And sometimes you can also have people talking inappropriately to people outside of your business, which is never really very helpful. What you can also start to see is some cracks start to form. So in terms of what you're saying publicly and what's going on inside the business, if they don't align for whatever reason, you might think that's the right thing to do, that will very quickly unravel and people will realize that's not what's happening. So if you were to say, you know, so-and-so is moving on because they want to spend more, you know, go and do something else, but there's other reasons that will quickly unravel. So you've got various different symptoms that you'll see. The main one will be people leaving or people moving on or people just not being engaged and not doing what you need them to do. Certainly, I've become really aware recently of peers of mine having team members that are dragging their heels, not doing the things they say they're going to do, becoming disruptive in team meetings or post-team meetings, not in a throwing all the toys out of the pram, but the negativity, low-level negativity that they bring to the conversations with other team members. And if those things aren't nipped in the bud, it's really challenging as a business owner, particularly yeah. if the individuals who are behaving that way have a lot of knowledge in the business. Yeah. And, and we often talk about them as being blockers or toxic people, which again, not the nicest of phrases, but quite often behaviors are allowed to carry on because it's uncomfortable to say yeah. to someone that this isn't okay. Right. But we have to get comfortable being uncomfortable because mm. if you're not this is your business. This is your brand. This is your reputation. And even if you've got a team of people, it's still on you as the core entrepreneur, the founder, the owner, whatever it might be. And what we need to be mindful of is those symptoms that you see of people acting up in meetings, not doing what they say they're going to do. They're symptoms, right? They aren't a a root cause. There's a reason that behavior is, is happening. And it's easy to treat the symptom. And I always use a medical analogy of having a headache. You know, it's easy to take a painkiller if I've got a headache and the headache goes away and it goes away for a few days. And then I take another painkiller because it's come Mm -hmm. back. But if the reason for the headache is that I need new glasses, the treatment isn't a painkiller. The treatment is new glasses. And then I've sorted out. Mm -hmm. So we can paper over the cracks. So if you've got people that are behaving in a way that's not normal for them, or it's slightly different, you've got to delve into why. And the only way to do that in a small organization is conversation. And and And, we call them listening interviews, and that's what you need to do. And that takes bravery and courage on the part of the leader if that's not something you've done before. Yes, yeah. And and it's also where, you know, you can bring in external people to do it because in the conversations I've had with small businesses, they don't want to have those conversations. They're not comfortable in what feels like quite a confrontational setting, but they know that something's not quite right. So it's about 
somebody either having those conversations or as a leader having them and really listening to people. And that's important because you've got to really listen to the words they're using, their body language, all of those different things to find out what's going on. Because it might be nothing to do with work at all. You know, somebody could be really preoccupied because they're having to care for a family member or they've got issues with their children at school. There could be any number of things. So we have to avoid the assumptions and treat the root cause of the chaos in order to bring calm and allow the organisation to step forward. So what would your advice be then to someone who's noticing there's some apathy or dissension? Is that the right word? Dissension in the truth? <laughs> I like that. It feels really grand. I like it. <laughs> um, so you want to look at, at trends a little bit. So if you've got a very small team, that's harder to do. But if you can see that there are symptoms that are happening, like the apathy or, or those are going on, then you need to have some one-to-one time with people and have some conversations. Ideally, you want to ask the same questions to each person, right? And they don't have to be really rigid, but you need to do it in a setting where you're both comfortable. So if you've got an office, don't bring them into your office and have that conversation. Be somewhere that's neutral and have the same five questions. You know, just talk to me about how you feel about working here. You know, what do you enjoy about being here? What's frustrating you? If we could improve one thing about working here, what would that be? And have those conversations. The challenge you've got as a leader of a small business is if you've never done that before, the likelihood of people being honest is probably a little bit lower. And also you need that to be regular. So you need to be having these conversations with people every month, every quarter, every and two be- months, whatever cadence works. And before that's yeah. a problem. So before it's Exactly. A because if you're only talking to people when there's a problem, that's not a nice, inclusive, psychologically safe environment to work in. So, so set something up where you're having the regular conversations, really listen to them and provide space to have two-way dialogue on a more regular basis, which is ultimately the problem. And be prepared to take action. You know, if you're not interested in what people think or what they want, then don't ask them. Just accept the fact that it's going to be a fairly sort of toxic environment because if you're not prepared to take action, you're going to do more damage by having those conversations. So let's talk then about the knock-on effect if you do not take action. Let's paint that ugly picture. And then (laughs) let's look at when you follow all of your advice, what happens then? What are the possibilities for your business? So the knock-on effect of not doing it will be that you will fall over. So something will happen. So quite often when I talk to people, they might not be ready to have those uncomfortable conversations and they might not be ready to do that. And that's where the two years piece comes in. So it's usually then a couple of years and they'll come back because something really bad is happening now. So it might be, oh, okay, we can kind of see we've got a few people not doing what we really want them to do, but it's fine. We'll be okay. We'll just recruit some more people or we'll change some processes and we'll kind of crack on. Fast forward a couple of years, And you might have, you know, even less people or a really horrible kind of environment where it's just not efficient, it's not engaging, it's not operationally sound, by which point potentially you want to grow or scale and you can't do that because you haven't got the foundations in place. Mm. So that's kind of what happens if you don't address things quite quickly. And not only that, you're Um, investing significant funds, significant costs in manpower that is potentially detrimental to your business. Yeah. But it's easier for us to just keep investing and thinking everything's going to Mm -hmm. be okay than it is to have the hard conversations. Yes. And that's how we're hardwired. There's a lot of stuff about how our brains work that we often talk about. So we can understand a bit more about human behavior and you want to be kept safe. You know, going into a conversation that's confrontational and a bit risky is not going to keep you safe. So we're a bit hardwired to do that, which makes it even more difficult. 
And then kind of the, I suppose the flip side to that of when you do follow the advice is in the two small business clients that we've had over the years, one of them started working with us because they wanted to sell. And they called me a couple of years ago and said, we've sold, which was great. So we helped them on that path of doing that. The other one wanted to grow um, and we've helped them do that. And they're a fitness company that survived during COVID and grew just before and survived and are growing again. So that's what happens, you know, if you're willing to embrace and be vulnerable, you know, and be a bit brave and have some of the difficult conversations. As a leader, you have to look at yourself. And I think that's often the difficulty is it's easy to blame other people or blame the team you've got, but there are elements of your own self that you need to be able to reflect on and the impacts you're having on others. And that's the bit we often miss. And as you know, I've got a team and as an entrepreneur myself, I can see sometimes, you know, I do things and think, oh, this was my bad. <laughs> I messed up here. You know, you have to have that self-reflection to, I to think grow, really. As a leader, particularly if you're early stages, early years of, of running a business, there's so much growth that has to happen as a leader. I mean, I put my hands up and say, yeah. I started this business and I had no help for the first two years. I'd never managed people. I'd never led a team in quite that way before. I'd always flown solo with whatever I'd done in my previous life and I've had to put the work in to learn I've had to get mentorship on it and and reflect when things are going wrong in the business okay so what processes didn't I put in place what relationship did I not build what rapport did I not put the effort into because I just expected that they would come in with a level of knowledge or a level of ability but maybe there's things I've not communicated. It's so important. So I know, Jenny, that you you support people with all sorts of resources on this. So where's the best place for people to come and find out a bit more about the work that you do? So you can visit our website, which is redefiningcoms.com. And on there, we've got the link to my podcast. We've got a link to a couple of books that I've got and loads of blogs and downloadable PDFs around how to run effective online meetings and the six sort of key skills for good communication. So we've got quite a lot of resources on there to help people. And I also do free 15 minute calls as well. If people have got a specific issue, we can delve into that and sort it out. Fab. So to round off then, for someone, we talked about having the root cause of care. So someone is right there. Everything feels like it's falling apart. Their team is against them. What would you say? What's the step they need to take? So the first step is to step back. So you've got to step out and you've got to find a trusted person to probably sit down and work with to be able to say, right, this is what's happening. This is what's going on because you need that outside clarity to help you kind of map Mm -hmm. through that. If you don't have that person, then come back to what it is you're trying to achieve and then how you want to do that. And then who are the people that will help you do that? Mm -hmm. Uh, And they're probably the steps I would take. Fabulous. Well, I hope any of you listening today are not in chaos, but it is actually, I think, I think it's a, as you grow a business, things do crop up. So there's no shame around this, I think, but the, the Mm -hmm. sooner you can acknowledge things are not great. I've let things slide. I've let behavior slide. 
I haven't directed people in the way that perhaps I need to, the sooner you can fix the issues that are in your business and hopefully then reach that point of calm that is like that big oasis in the desert that we all want to be. <laughs> you might only get there for a short time and yeah. then have a bit of chaos and then yeah. get back to it. But it's right. it's a journey. <laughs> cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on today, Jenny. And guys, go check out Jenny's resources and her podcast. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to Entrepreneurs Get Visible. To get your free checklist on how to raise your profile and to find out about our community, go to annaparkernaples.co.uk forward slash get visible.